Hey guys, welcome back to the second episode of the night. Let's kick it off right, right now with some practice recaps and more. Start out, out with this, building Bristol dirt, transforming the last great Coliseum, which took 2,000 truckloads of dirt. This is crazy. <laughs> you coming? Seriously, it is way too comfortable in here. Be all new Sienna. Toyota. Let's go places. You really look back to the early stages of NASCAR. The roots of our sport. The group here at Bristol are always challenging us. Do something bigger and better and more for the race fans. We've been talking about the dirt for probably four or five years, just off and on. Once it came to fruition last year, it was uh, it was almost like, uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> now it's real. Now we really got to figure out how to make this happen. The Pennzoil World of Outlaws are back at the fastest dirt half mile of America, the Bristol Motor Speedway. You really go back to what we tried in 2000 and 2001 here that went really well. We knew we could do it, but it had never been tried to this level with NASCAR. We watched a lot of video from those races to learn, to see what happened, and, and we've taken that information and, you know, put it into practice. Actually, we wanted to take care of the concrete, make sure that we were keeping it protected. So we laid a, a layer of sawdust. By putting the dirt on top of it, that sawdust actually gives us a layer that will, one, act as a friction base. It keeps it from slipping off or the dirt slipping off the concrete and also protect the concrete from getting stained or, or destroyed. So after the sawdust is placed, we started bringing dirt in. Uh, we used dirt from the 2000-2001 track we had stored since 2000-2001. We utilized that dirt to start that base layer. And from that point, we started searching for dirt. We searched 20 different sites. I'm not a dirt expert, but I've learned a lot more about it than I never wanted to. Second layer actually is less than a half a mile from here. If you step outside the speedway, you can see the hillside we took off. And then the third location was in Bluff City, which is about 10 minutes up the road. We faced some definite weather challenges. It rained for six days in a row, and we'd work on a Sunday, and then start raining on Monday, and we'd work again on the next Saturday for a day. We had real, real short winters. We had dry enough weather to work. So we ended up bringing in 2,300 truckloads, which is roughly 23,000 cubic yards of dirt. The banking on the track, we're at 19 degrees in the turns. Front stretch and back stretch are at 6 degrees. We're going through several thousand gallons of water, you know, to keep moisture in the track. Definitely want to shout our, our team that we've had here. The construction team's been fantastic. The gentleman that we've hired to help us with the track prep, Mike Van Gerden, has been fantastic. Main goal is make sure we have the right amount of moisture at all spots of the racetrack. Make sure the track is smooth. Try to make it hold together. Make it racy so it's not one lane. It's really going to be dependent on that day race on Sunday, what the sun's doing, what the moisture's doing, and how we're prepping the track and what we need to do when we clip or roll or till and what the process looks like to be able to maintain moisture as long as possible in the track. It's never going to be perfect every time, but we try to make it so we don't have a lot of dust, but we have a lot of good racing.
drivers who gave us great feedback, all the drivers from the Cub guys that will be in and all the, the local guys and the people that came to run this Dirt Nationals has been nothing but positive. We've not heard any negatives about the track at all. It's definitely cool, really, really fast, so a lot of fun, just wide open. It's Kyle Larson. Put dirt on Bristol. Don't matter. It's Bristol's Bristol. So I just feel bad for the people that have to clean it up because it's going to be a mess. Just seeing a week of good racing, uh, the track holding together, positive feedback, positive comments, and just the hype around the whole thing coming into next weekend, uh, to this point, has definitely been satisfying. I think the fans will be really into it. I know a lot of the competitors are excited about it. So, yeah, hopefully the energy will be big here. We all work for the race fans, and if the race fans love it, and I think they're going to, then it's going to be a success. I won't be satisfied or even uh, off the pins and needles until the end of next Sunday when the checkered flag drops. Now that's when we know we've done what we're supposed to do and, and got things done. All right, let's continue on. And now, our driver's preview, Bristol Dirt. It's going to be more slippery than usual. Every single... Take two. Every single driver that I... Ugh, take three. Every single driver that I... Every single driver that I've mentioned it to... All right, we'll do that one later. And now Steve Letarte brings up, breaks down how the cars, how the cup cars will be set up differently for the Bristol Dirt Track. Did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip hop group tag team to help you plan dessert. All right. Ugh, Wi-Fi issues. Now, driver's preview. Bro. Every single driver that I've mentioned it to has told me the same thing. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. This episode is being so slow. Every single driver that I've mentioned it to has told me the same thing. cut that one for a reason because Wi-Fi is being pretty slow. I'm going to extend this episode just a bit and I'll get hyped for Bristol. Racing's roots run deep in the dirt narrated by Big K-R-I-T.
Alright, it isn't even loading. Alright. Sorry guys, I don't want to just make a bad I don't want to make a bad episode. Something's happening. Alright. Continue on. On. Let's start this again. Sometimes we head back to these roots, back to the mountain, back to the dirt. This track reminds us of a time when valor was measured against the mountain. Hard-nosed, bone-rattling racing. Bristle is what we once were, bigger than life, invincible. can be moved. Dirt can bring victory. Roots planted in these mountains, cultivated by those that weathered storms, and became legends. The path of glory is cut through rock for 60 years, always reminding us the mountain is meant to be conquered. Sunday, 3.30 p.m. And now, a driver's preview of Bristol Bird. Gonna be more slippery than usual. Did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole That's lot bad. more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh Geico, see all the ways you could save driver that I've mentioned it to has told me the same thing. We don't really know. There's a question Bristol mark dirt. beside it. Bristol dirt. Big question mark. I don't even I don't even know where to start. That's another thumbs up for me. Where are we going? I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean I think it'll be more exciting to watch than uh, for me, an asphalt guy knows nothing about dirt. It's gonna be a little more slippery than than usual. I'm glad that we finally have a dirt race in the cup series. I feel like, you know, the, the cup guys are considered the best in the world, and I want to see them challenged every discipline. They haven't put dirt on Bristol since the early 2000s. I was a fan and watched the dirt racing when they raced uh, sprint cars and late models there. And I remember watching that as a kid. My dad was a part of it for one year. For a lot of us, you know, a unique experience. Some guys are going to be, I think, pretty excited about it, the, the dirt guys. Strong thing that we're going to have over the other competitors is probably just being able to read the track surface and kind of how it's changing throughing the event. I feel like I'll have a little bit of an advantage just, you know, knowing what the dirt does, 
you know, being able to read the dirt, kind of seeing where the grip's at. I've raced a lot of dirt tracks in Tennessee growing up, and uh, it's exciting to have a high bank dirt track. Hopefully be able to use some of the truck experience that we had at Eldora. Austin Dillon will win NASCAR's return to dirt. But there's going to be a lot of differences between Bristol and Eldora. You, you get Bristol, which is going to be a day race. Eldora's a night race. Eldora has black dirt on it, and Bristol's more than likely going to have red dirt on it. We've seen at Eldora with the truck race, uh, a lot of the asphalt pavement guys actually surprise people because they run so well uh, when the track gets dry and slick and you drive the cars a lot straighter. I said the strong survive the weak just sit and watch. All these drivers in the Cup Series are so good that I think you know, they're all going to figure out really quickly how to get around there. A different challenge for sure. Um, it's going to be a lot slower than normally because the stock cars are not built for dirt. We just got to make sure we're doing everything right, not make a bonehead move. Uh, there's going to be some wrecks, there's going to be some spins, but we just got to make sure we're not a part of that. I'll be able to go fast. I just won't know how to go faster. It's going to be really an endurance race. The place is still the same amount of special for me. It's just presenting a new challenge, and I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that race weekend, probably the most of any on the uh, schedule for the whole year. It'll be something different and something people can watch and be excited about. The biggest thing is we take, take an open mind into the race and, and have a little bit of fun with it. How cool would it be to win the first Bristol Dirt race? I think that'd be a, a really cool memory to have. Bristol Dirt, Sunday, 3.30 p.m. Woo! Now Steve Letarte breaks down how the cup cars will be set up differently for the Bristol Dirt race. Not in my house. No, no, no. <laughs> Jimmy, how happy are folks who save hundreds of dollars switching to Geico? Happier than the campaign Matumbo blocking a shot. Get happy. Get Geico. Race fans, Steve Letard here at Spire Motorsports to help point out some of the changes you may or may not see when the cup cards hit the dirt for the first time in over 50 years. This number seven driven by Corey LaJoy, the first thing, what does it look like? It looks like a cup car. I know that sounds silly, but I think that's the thing to point out. This is not an exhibition race. These aren't dirt late models. They're not dirt modifieds. They are the same cup cards you see week in and week out at all of the racetracks. This specific car will actually run later in the year at an asphalt track, so you can run a car everywhere. So if they look the same, what is different? Well, let's start at the front of the car. The first thing you're going to see is the height. These cars are normally down, on the ground, sealed to the asphalt. Why? Because that splitter is so important. This week, not only are the cars higher, but check this out. What are we missing? Missing a splitter. Optional. You can run it. You can't run it. How about this? We've seen it hit the grass. What's it do in the grass? It turns into a shovel. I'm not a dirt racer, but I don't think you want to shovel in the front of your car. I don't think we're going to see a lot of splitters. One reason for this big, high nose is not just the irregularities in the racetrack, but it's the tire. Goodyear Racing no, 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 no. smooth, you treaded radial tires. They're very stiff. They hold the height of the car very well. This week at Bristol... Groove treaded bias ply tires. That's right. We're going back to the 80s. It's the bias plies. The tires are going to move around. They're going to squish down, try to gain that grip for the driver. The car is going to move around a whole lot more. 
Well, anyone that's been to a dirt race knows, guess what? It's dirty. Dust in the air. Where does that dust go? Anywhere air can go. So you've got to protect your race car. The number one thing, protect the engine. The air going in the engine, protect it with one of these screens. The other area, how about the air going in the radiator? No pit stops at Bristol. Stage brakes. So all the teams have all these different ways to protect the opening. You're going to see some mechanics cleaning the mud off, try to keep the air in the radiator, the engine cool for 250 laps. Some of those small details that are added in, hard to see, but there's a little screen over these knackered ducts. You can't have mud, dust, and dirt getting inside the car. And then, hard to see, but underneath the sheet metal, down the whole right side, added bracing. NASCAR has seen this before. We've seen it at Eldora. These sides, they are going to hit the wall, folks. And when they hit the wall, added bracing to keep these cars running. It's important to run fast. More importantly, though, to run 250 laps and finish. What happens when the bracing finally dents in? The spoiler come in contact. Normally... NASCAR runs this wide spoiler. It goes all the way to the edges of the quarter panel. But we know there's going to be contact, so NASCAR thinking ahead. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to narrow it up, try to keep these spoilers on the car. But because it's narrower, it's taller. Look at the difference. The short spoiler in the front's what we see every week. That big, tall spoiler in the back, that's what they're going to run at Bristol. And I'm going to tell you what, these drivers, they're going to want that added grip when it comes to the dirt-covered half-mile. Well, that's a good overview of the whole car, what you may or may not see watching at home or in the grandstands. But let's take a second and look at all the tweaks these teams are going to make, all the small details that are going to make a difference during the race. So one of the big questions and probably the biggest thing of curiosity from the race fans, how well can the drivers see? What's the visibility going to be? Well, one change not made is the windshield. The windshield's still in. The only way to clean the outside, old school tear-offs. Just like we see at every other asphalt track, only a pit crew guy can help the driver with that. Now, if the driver needs a little help on the inside, they're going to give the drivers a little, you know, a little mop, a little dust job, try to get the inside cleaned up. Hopefully, they won't need it. Hopefully, they'll have some yellows if that's the case. The other option teams have, and we'll see, you can call it a wicker. I call it a hope guard because you hope the mud hits this. You hope it doesn't hit the windshield. You may see some teams with a little piece of Lexan on the hood trying to protect the visibility for the driver if that dirt track gets a little muddy. Well, there you have it. Some big changes you may see. A lot of... All right, just want to save some time. Not going to do any fantasy stuff, but Cup Cars hitting the Bristol dirt for the first time. Let's get... Oh, how about this, George? Five-hour energy helps you get stuff done. And now, when you purchase five-hour energy, you can instantly win cash prizes. For complete rules and how to enter, visit 5hewin.com. Five-hour energy, the official sponsor of getting stuff done. We got cars on the track. Cars on the track, cars side-by-side. Side. Now, Kyle Busch is one of these guys that see him searching up there, see if there's any grip up high. He's a guy that has a good amount of dirt experience, driving a lot of different dirt cars over the last few years. So I'll be anxious to see him. But then Mark Truex Jr., I don't think there's a lot of dirt no. racing in his past. He's doing a lot of following right now, a and lot then, of learning. And then look at number five there, Kyle Larson. I think if anybody was going to try to pick a favorite, you see how much dirt racing experience and how many wins he has on dirt. You've got to look at this guy, Kyle Larson. But those are in sprint cars. Clint. But the experience is what I just saw right there. You see him on the bottom of the racetrack, down on the brown. That's traction. He's, he's got his left sides down there, finding grip. Now he's moved up. But when he was down there, he really caught uh, Truex fast right there. And that's just a product of having a dirt experience and knowing where to be on the racetrack. <laughs> and then Martin Truex Jr. spins in first practice. Humble Stutter. Really? All right. And now, spin cycle. Drivers loop it around in practice sessions on Bristol Dirt. But of course...
Actually, never mind. And now for a lap. Right on with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. on the Bristol Bowl. Oh, great. The show's starting. Come on. Just trust me. Oh, trust you. Like with the dollar oysters. I don't think those were oysters. You survived. So, wait. We can't go that way. Watch this. I think we're VIP. You only got wide open for maybe a split second. I wouldn't be surprised, Clint, if they never really get wide open because of how much power they have and how little grip there is in the rear tire. Well, you can hear them pedaling it really bad, and you can see how black slick it is already off the corners. That's because of all that wheel spin that you hear. It just keeps getting worse and worse. And going back to that tire that I showed you, and I talked about all about the edges. That's where you got to take care of that thing. Keep them tires rolling. Don't be spinning them because you're going to knock those edges off, and that's grip.